Hi, welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. I am an intuitive life and development coach and also this podcast host. So if this is the first time you're listening, thank you so much for joining me. For all who are returning, I appreciate it. I feel you in the booth with me each time I'm recording and love the community that this is building and the subjects that we get to discuss. I know I do most of the talking, but I honestly feel like this is a discussion and then the emails and then the posts on social media keep the discussion going. So, you know, leave those reviews, send me a message at Coach Vicki Baird. And if you have questions, you can direct message me. I don't mind. Um, and this week, we are going to talk about spirituality. And it's a big, big topic, not easy for me to say. It's a big topic. And I've broken it down into the, for this week, where are you and are you applying spirituality in your life? So that's what we're going to talk about when we come back. VickiBear.com. It's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut. It's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. Spirituality is a big subject. It's a word that often gets confused because it can get pulled into religion. And while all religions incorporate spirituality, spirituality itself is a can stand alone. It is it does stand alone because it's giving you and helping you to connect with whatever faith you have within yourself, in the universe, other beings. You can be very spiritual without um, being religious or a member of an organized religion. And you can have your religion and be a part of that amazing community and live in a very spiritual space. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. The difference I feel, and this is my own definition, is that Religions tend to have set rules. They have a way of doing things, a playbook, um, where spirituality is more freeform. And it asks the individual person to learn what do you believe in? What matters to you? What is your um, basis of understanding, your information? What is your heart saying? What is your knowing? Because you've had many lifetimes, you bring a lot of information to the table. So what is your knowing? And the I've had the benefit and the pleasure of working with a lot of clergy. And they have really helped me understand, because I did not have that as part of my upbringing. They've helped me understand the balance that can be so beautifully created. And then you know, where there can be imbalances. And unfortunately, we often hear about the imbalances and not those that are the supportive um, communities that are providing a space of worship and community. That 
was redundant, huh? But in, and yet allowing their members to create their own mindset, to have their own beliefs. And, you know, the spiritual community is not without its challenges there. There have been many times where people have said, I want you to be my guru. And I put a hard stop to that because I believe we're our own gurus. I mean, it's spelled G-U-R-U. So you are the one who's the authority of you. So, and there have been obviously cults and there's a, a misguided, I think, information or communication or teaching that in if you call yourself a spiritual person that then you're not prone to the ego or to feeling like you are you know someone can be above you and I have worked with some people who had to really unwind some messages that they received from their who they put admittedly put on a pedestal and called them gurus and and teachers and mentors and of course there's places for all of that but it's when it tips and it becomes out of balance and another person becomes an authority over what you believe know seek should do all of that um, in the in the spiritual community or in the conversation of spirituality you will also often hear the description of somebody being they're my healer or I went to this healer and again my perspective I believe that the person who is attending this session is the one who is actually the healer they're the ones in charge of their own healing and there may be people who facilitate it there may be people who are helpful in shifting some of the energy around that allows for the person to heal but again not placing another person in the power or the authority over you but working in tandem working collectively and spirituality to me is embracing that and the knowing that I am responsible for my own healing and yet my therapist uh, my you know if I see somebody for Reiki acupuncture um, chiropractic they're all part of a team and the books that I read, the seminars that I attend, or some of the wonderful documentaries that are on YouTube and such, they can all be a part of my expanding spirituality. But maintaining that I'm in charge of that and I'm responsible for that, I think creates a balanced approach. And, you know, my approach is not going to be everybody's approach. I get that. But... I feel like if we can expand the conversation about what is spirituality and what is your version of spirituality and um, what can you bring to your own knowing, then the more knowledge, the better, right? So spirituality to me is embracing the life force in everything, um, respecting vibrations of that life force. I believe in a universe that we may have challenges. And while it may have challenges, is completely amazing and does support us when we support ourselves. So connecting with deities without becoming dependent on them. So we've talked about 
connecting with Archangel Michael um, for, and I do believe in a God energy, and I believe in the brilliance of animals, and I believe that that love, that knowledge is inherent in everything, and is it being expressed or not is the question. So finding the love that's everywhere and, you know, having my eyes open to the truth of a situation. So by that, I mean, I can call BS if I need to. Having a backbone does not um, come, you know, it doesn't preclude or it doesn't exclude spirituality. I think having a backbone and knowing who you are and standing in your own, that own power, that knowing can actually help you feel more connected to your belief systems, to spirituality, to whatever may be available to you. And it, it still is a, a, a knowing that while we may have our, uh, our prayers to, you know, Buddha, to um, Kuan Yin, to God, to Allah, whatever is your connective force to the earth, um, to the mascot for your favorite basketball team, um, whatever that is, without handing over the knowing that you are, in fact, the one who has to, you know, drive this machine you call a body and a soul. So it's about balance, I think. Um, and it allows, when you explore the idea of what is spirituality to me, because we say it, but we don't often ask these questions and then, you know, plant your butt to hear the responses or to feel what you may know, and then use that to benefit the expansion of your own definition of spirituality. So I like a like cornucopia of practices. I take a lot from a Buddhist practice, uh, Wiccan, earth-based um, Eastern practices, basically whatever resonates with me and helps me to feel light within and appreciative of the process. I love learning from other cultures and, and what is their practice and what uh, can that teach me about my own part of this world and, and maybe I can help other people to learn it if I learn it. But it all comes to knowing ourselves well enough that we can take what resonate, what resonates. And if it doesn't resonate, I'm not saying just toss it out. Explore it. Decide if maybe you just need more information. Maybe you don't understand what the other person was talking about. Or maybe you don't know where they're coming from because you didn't walk in the same shoes. Be willing to hear it and then decide if it works for you or it doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't, you can let it go and still allow other people their own beliefs, their own practices, because the, the diversity is what makes this universe amazing, I think. I, like I said, I've worked with a lot of members of clergy and they helped me to understand that we can stand in a, a, a practice of spirituality and have a religion that we love and have that be 
an invitation to other people to come in and to understand that too. So I'm so grateful to all of those um, pastors and fathers and um, priests and uh, rabbis and just all the teachers that I've had because I was so sponge-like in wanting to understand what is the history and, and what are they bringing and what's their definition of spirituality. So what are your beliefs? Do you know? Have you explored them? Um, have you asked questions and waited for the answers? Uh, one way to do this is when something feels off in your life. And you know how sometimes you just can't put your finger on it? It seems like asking a really big question like what is my definition of spirituality might feel like more to take on, but it can actually bring a grounding and a solidness to whatever um, is going on in your world. And you might get some more clarity by looking at what are my beliefs today? And I think that's an important place to start today and to get kind of dive in there and ask what, um, would I, who do I want to be and how do I want to be a lot of the times will lead you to your beliefs by asking those questions. Um, if you feel something is off, there is often a pull from your soul that's saying, hey, good news, you're expanding. What can we learn? What subject matter can we explore? And it might be cooking. You know, it may be gardening. It may be origami. Um, it could be social justice. Everything that I, I truly believe that everything we have in life is an experience in life is a connection to our spirituality because that's kind of like home plate, right? And the home base. So the, being able to know what yours are will help you be less influenced when others are trying to push their agenda on you. When I first started realizing that I had some intuitive gifts and that I was just trying to understand them, I did go looking for mentors and teachers. And I had a couple that I met up with. Now I can understand that my vibration at the time was a little bit in lack and fear. So I did draw these teachers to me. But I had a couple of them tell me that I could only read the way they read. I could only do a session the way they did it. And I remember in particular saying to one woman, well, that doesn't seem right because your background and my background are completely different. So how I come to this deciphering of the messages are going to be through my experiences. So how can I do it exactly the way you do it if we haven't lived identical lives? And she wasn't impressed with my questioning. And then I had to look at, well, is she asking me and saying to me, she wasn't asking me, is she saying to me, unless my beliefs are the same as hers, then I'm wrong? Then I don't have a, a valid ability here. And at the time, I simply wanted to understand myself. It wasn't even about um, doing sessions for people. And that was my first introduction to how I wanted to be. 
moving forward as a teacher. And I have kept that, and that was over 20 years ago. I have kept that as part of my, kind of my litmus test. If I ever say to someone, you have to do it this way, well, then I'm an ego. And I'm telling people, and then I am putting myself in the position of a guru or a bossy McBoss pants. And I just feel like that's not allowing for the space. And it's not honoring the space, not allowing. It's, it's, it's not honoring the space for another person to explore what their own intuitive abilities are as well as their spirituality. So um, I had another friend who insisted that I follow the person that she followed. And she actually used the words guru. And I said, well, I just don't agree with that. And I know it means different things in different languages. I completely understand that. I'm speaking from my perspective and what I've seen that can be damaging to others when they play into this idea that some other human <laughs> has a better um, understanding. And then it's also abdicating of power, you know, when you're handing it over to someone like that. But I had a relationship where she said I had to, and I needed to attend. It always came to money, right? I had to attend these get togethers. I had to dress a certain way. I had to eat a certain way. I couldn't make eye contact with the person, all of these things. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? And then I realized that well, there was a real desire to have someone else be in charge of her life and in handing that over completely her choice, she's a grown, grown woman. Um, I specifically said to her, that is not my definition of spirituality. I appreciate it. We can still be friends, but I'm not going to do that. But it wasn't within her capability to allow for me for us to do that, to have a relationship that didn't center around me worshiping this person she wanted me to worship. So maybe you've experienced that and the pressure. I've seen people who are questioning, you know, maybe the, the religion that they were brought up with. Some of it fits and it resonates and others is just so difficult. I would maybe say, look at the human element of it. And not necessarily the teachings. Maybe the teachings resonate with you, but the humans who are mm, probably not acting them out um, are the difficult part. So, uh, and then deciding if that's the type of people you want to interact with. And these are all the questions that if someone wants to develop their own intuition and their sense of self and their soul and their, you know, just expanding as a human we have to be willing to ask these questions of ourselves. And the beautiful part is you can do it on a drive. You can do it when you're doing laundry. You don't have to necessarily be in a meditative space, although that helps. And But the willingness to ask these questions, what are my beliefs? What do I know about me? Um, the, the act of knowing your own wiring and your own core values can bring a lot of comfort and peace because you know where you're diving off from. So when we come back, I'm going to give a few pointers like I usually do and what has worked for myself and my, my client base of over 18 years. And hopefully, you know, there'll be something there that works for you. And if there are other ideas, I'm happy to hear them at Coach Vicki Baird or 
direct message me. You can find me everywhere. And I look forward to seeing you in a minute or so. You're listening to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickibaird.com slash booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicky's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. So how do you connect with your spirituality? How do you see yourself in relation to your friends, your family, and to the world? Do you ever observe yourself in the actual relationship? Are you behaving in a way that is authentic? Are you in the relationship truly because you want to be in the relationship? Are you in the dialogue because you want to be in the dialogue? I mean, you can be want to be in a relationship but not necessarily want to talk to somebody that day. So if you're choosing not to talk to them, are you coming from a place of your own truth? That's what spirituality is. It's knowing self and then having a belief in the support um, universally that's available when you're lined up with who you are. So if you're looking at your relationships, doing a little bit of inventory, what would you like to see change? Um, what would you like to grow? Um, and identifying what's important to you, you can think about the type of changes you'd like to see in yourself and then what happens in your world because of those changes. So if you spend a few moments on describing what is your authentic self or sometimes it's called your true self. You know that part of you where no one's around and you don't have to put on any kind of facade or you don't even have to pretend you're in a good mood or anything like that? That part, what is he or she saying? Like what is coming from that place? And, and, and what are the values that you would like to see? Now, they may not be there. The, the values, maybe you would like to be someone who's non-judgmental, but you find yourself making comments about other people. Well, that's something that you can identify. 
in one of those conversations with self because you let kind of let it all hang out and who you are truly um you know at, at the very least don't fib to yourself be willing to know what is your truth and that might change from day to day so i'm not saying you have to be in this contemplative space all day long because you probably fry your motherboard but it does matter and it does provide great shifts and change in the happiness and the joy that you feel in life when you already know this stuff because you really can't be rocked off your center if you know who you are so well and you you know it's expanding but um, that you're willing also willing to look at it so if you take time each day to connect with your natural environment get out there and hike walk your dog in a place that you find is beautiful um, find a bench and sit down and just take in all the amazing elements of this world you know looking at a tree and considering it's the work it has to do in order to be a part of this world um, and the effort that it put, puts forth. I was on a hike this weekend and a tree fell down because of a storm and the Audubon crew had come through and cut it. And I stopped on our path and just put my hands on that tree and I counted the rings and there were 36 rings there. And I remember having that moment of appreciation for this tree that worked so hard all those years the tree isn't lamenting that it's now become a home for you know the ground dwellers um, or that it's going to become you know beetle food it's not lamenting that it goes back into the ecosystem and takes on its next life so but there's a, a great there was a it was a great moment for me and what could be considered a spiritual experience and it took all of maybe three minutes and I was so giddy after that and so appreciative of the trees and the path and the people who cleared the path and it's stuff like this, right? The action of it, not just talking about what your spirituality is or naming it, but putting it into practice in your daily life. And it's a simple example of it that you may have already done that and not considered it a spiritual practice, and I'm pointing out that it is. So just shine a little light on that. Um, you can, when you listen to the sounds of the natural world around you, it can bring such a joy if you allow it, um, and it can remind you that there is this amazing um, energy exchange that's happening. And how do you want to contribute to that? What do you want your practice to be? You don't have to announce it to the world. You can sit quietly in the morning and hold an intention that the oceans are cleaned up or that the fires that are going on be cont contained, um, that people have food. All of this stuff can be part of that practice that then lights you up and it can help you to create the focus and the connection between yourself and the world. And then you could act on it. You could become part of an agency that helps. Um, you could donate. You could read more about subjects that you love. Um, and to that point, you could read, there's all kinds of books about the alternative ways 
of finding spirituality in your life. Uh, so many perspectives. That's what I so love about technology and the information we have available to us. Yes, it can be information overload, but it also means that there's just a plethora of sources that whatever resonates with me doesn't have to resonate with you. Even in partnership, it doesn't have to, because then we can bring the variety back to each relationship. So you could work with a coach, a mentor, or your pastor, you know, to grow your own dictionary, because sometimes it helps. I know for me, it helps to have people ask me questions, um, to really hone in on how I would like to be in the world and who I would like to be. And then the practices, you know, involved in that. So sometimes it helps to get it clear. And then one of the things that I feel is important is how are you acting on it? It's one thing to ponder, consider, decipher what spirituality means to you, but can you make it a verb? <laughs> can you be the person who actually lives their spiritual practice? Can you be the person who sees greatness in others, who feels a connection to the life force that is the universe and who walks around as a contributing member of society? Um, can you pick up garbage when you're out and get it to where it can be recycled? Um, is there a morning practice that you could put into place and then follow it? Don't just name it, follow it. And that might take you 15 tries. You know, you may not get it on the first 14. And then on the 15th, it connects. It's You can think of your morning beverage as your you know, as your first part of success to your spiritual practice, you know, whether it's coffee, tea, ginger water, um, whatever that is, you made it a habit, you created it. And that has led to some kind of connection. You might think it's to the coffee bean, but it's actually to yourself. So you could write a book of memories. You could, whether that's a journal or something that you actually publish, Something that helps you to do a little bit of self-reflection and um, introspection. Um, speaking to others and yourself kindly. Make sure you're in that group. That's a big part of spiritual practice is being able to be kind. And talking to yourself is incredibly important. I think very healthy. And how you talk to yourself is how you're going to talk to others. So... Um, well, actually, we're usually nicer to others than we are to ourselves. So practice on others and then bring it home. Um, and if judgment of how another person is living comes up, recognize it. And then decide and let yourself off the hook as the keeper of the universe. And you can say, whew, glad I don't have to be in charge of that anymore because I'm, I put into my own uh, intellectual self that I want to speak kindly to others. So judgment wouldn't be part of that. Um, I'm going to halt that and recognize it today. Don't judge yourself because of the process. It, it takes a little bit to unlearn this stuff. And, you know, that expression of MYOB, well, mind your own brilliance. You can mind your own business, but mind your own brilliance. If you want to raise your vibration and you know, develop your 
success, your intuition, your brilliance in relationship, you have to mind it. So it's a part of the work. This stuff is not intended to be, you know, 24-7. It's a, once it becomes a practice, you'll find yourself walking around in it pretty easily uh, because I genuinely believe we're all pretty nice people. We may just get off track somewhere and, and maybe we don't have the grounding of a practice or maybe we don't know yet what our beliefs are and we have to do a little bit of homework. So being open to learning other people's practices, ask questions, ask people, well, what do you do? How do you connect with yourself? Um, do you read a certain scripture? Do you have a, um, do you have a daily calendar? I have a calendar that I flip every day that brings me joy and I often give it away as a gift because I want to spread that joy. Uh, but it just gives me a grounding practice and that's part of you know, my spiritual day. Uh, above all, be curious and be kind. If you have those two things, you have nailed this lifetime. So I want to open up discussions about each of our practices being uniquely wired as we are. We don't have to be cookie cutters. And this, I hope, has helped you to just consider a different perspective or what you could do and not to make it a big process, but something that you do incrementally. All those little steps add up. So thank you for joining me for this episode. And I look forward to hearing from you. Leave a review. Uh, subscribe, share it with your friends, and I'll see you out there in social media land. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.